Thank goodness, no feedback this time. Oh, just kidding. Owen was going to give us feedback on the first one. We decided not to do it on the second one either. We're back with another old fashioned work in whiskey where we're going to talk about feedback. Speaking of feedback, Dr. Hyde, you got a sick little one in the office today, but it's because you've been having fun out on the property that you just acquired. What's your favorite part about the property? Um, it's definitely other the than crick. the fact that it's yours. Well, that, yeah, the crick, you know, the crick, the crick. Yeah. For those of you that aren't born and raised in the Hicks of Milton, it's a, it's a creek. It's a small, and I mean, small body of water, uh, smaller than a river. Yeah. It's um, only about six feet wide. Maybe. So what's the difference between a crick and a stream? The flow of water, like because the so. creek doesn't flow very fast. I think maybe so. the stream is the same width or size, but has more water going through it. Yeah, I think so. The creek is not stagnant, but it's not like because you also have a brook, and I don't know, like is a brook just like it's only like two inches deep? The things we ponder when we sit in the podcast room and drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> drinking, my favorite pastime. So we're drinking some George Dickel aged nine years or at least nine years. I'm not sure if they don't keep track of it or <laughs> maybe it takes them a couple months to get the it label out. fell off of that one. It says aged at least nine years. Um, it is a ten- Tennessee single barrel whiskey. No single barrel. So it can't be a blend. Nope. Yep. It's a bottle number 80. It's 50% alcohol by volume. So a hundred proof. Do they have um, the barrel number on there? It just says bottle 80. It does not have the barrel number yeah. on I the back. I bet you that's what happened. They just lost track and they were like, hey, everything in here has been in here at least nine years. Uh, let's see. Is uh, Tennessee whiskey, as our whiskey ages and mellows, each barrel imparts its own unique taste and aroma, ensuring that no two are the same. We've hand-selected our most precious, deeply complex barrels at peak periods of maturation to be sold one at a time to our most discerning customers meaning the single barrel bottle you're holding is truly one of a kind whiskey. We just don't remember exactly when we put it in the Rick house. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Aged at least nine years. Well, let's give it a go. Let's do it. Ooh, I put a little too much, uh, no, no. Yeah. I put a, I put an extra spoonful of the filthy and it was, it's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) tastes like (laughs) Kool-Aid. It's different. I can't quite place it. Maybe I didn't put enough in there. I'm going to put a splash more. You want some more? Yeah, might as well. Let's, yeah, let's, let's just top them up. There's that. Oh, God, I can't see. There's that. We're just free pour in here, yeah, too. Yeah, we so free pour. Got to stir it with a finger. There what's, is a what's the ABV on There's this? a spoon here on the counter next to you with a lighter. I'm not sure what activities you're doing when we're not recording podcasts in here. How do you know it's me? <laughs> it's on your side of the table. <laughs> it's uh, in the center-ish. It's, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, much better. Yeah, just it didn't happen quite enough. We were free porn before the, the show Very as well. Oaky. Yeah, from Muskogee. Mm, you're welcome yeah. for that. <laughs> oh, uh, so let's get on topic. We're talking about feedback again. This is part two. And hopefully you've already listened to part one. If not, they'll be completely standalone. They'll make sense on their own. But in the first episode, we talked about giving feedback and why we have such a challenge with it and why, you know, just in general, people wait and then do it in a 
aggressive manner instead of handling it up front when you could be comfortable. And yeah. So today we're going to talk about receiving it and it's the same fear. We have a fear of receiving feedback. And so I was thinking prior to the show, like, what are we going to talk about as far as receiving feedback? And I think we talked briefly on the other show about the, um, is it the NPR net promoter ranking? Um, We, uh, or NPS net promoter score. We get those and sometimes I'm afraid to open them because I'm like, oh, are we going to have good results or bad results? And uh, it reminds me of a lesson. I, I talk about them often. Our My, my previous mentor and uh, the guy that brought me up in this business, Mr. Mark Charles, um, I remember when he assigned me my BlackBerry that we loved in the back in the day. He said, Jason, my one piece of advice is find a ringtone that makes you happy. And I said, what do you mean? He said, find a ringtone that you enjoy. Because every time this phone rings, you're going to automatically assume it's for a negative reason, a customer complaint, an employee calling out, an employee quitting. You're going to be afraid to answer the phone. And if you have a ringer that just stresses you out on top of it, you're going to you're going to throw the phone away. Yeah. He says, so find something that you enjoy and make that your ringtone. And I was like, I still think about that to this day. Like I had a call coming in from from someone the other day and I was like, I know this is not going to be good news. Like this is. He's calling to tell me he's going to be late again on his payment. Like, what the heck? So I answered the phone and I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, try to start off in a positive tone. He's like, hey, talking to my wife, blah, 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 you know, and (laughs) sure enough, hey, can we do this instead? I'm like, all right, this is like the like I'm getting a little nervous because this is our fourth arrangement now. And but it's that fear of like, you just know it's going to be bad news or you presume it's going to be bad news. And so you don't even want to answer the phone. Have you? Ever let a phone ring through to voicemail because you were no, not no, looking I, forward no, to the I always 100 percent of the time. <laughs> he struggles to answer his phone even when he wants to. If you guys don't know Olin. That's not true. Um he, he's not he we I, we got him April, a watch. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got him a watch and uh he's he's upgraded the Apple phone. He's got the yeah. iPhone, the Apple Much watch. Much more uh, uh reachable now. Yeah, yeah. Before it was except on the property property we don't have great service. <laughs> So if I'm out there, <laughs> wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, market, market. I know it's October when you're hearing this, but, or is it October? No, it'll end of October. September. September. End of September. Yeah. So last week is September right now. Not really for us. It is September 7th. Olin Hyde hit his microphone. That was not me. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Olin. He totally hit the microphone, which he always gets on to me for. And I'm like waving and I'm just waiting to hit it. And then you're going to call me out. So yeah, <laughs> well, you've so, already hit it this episode before I don't think me. I hit it. I pulled it in because we were having our same page meeting before this and I had pushed it away. And so I'm just getting comfortable, but so you, you've never intentional. <clears throat> you talk. <laughs> the Lord smited me. <laughs> uh, well, sir, I've intentionally uh, put some, phone calls to voicemail or just not answer them. Cause you don't want them to know that you hit the David s- is David. <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> they, oh no, I've never intentionally not, not Dave. answered. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to clarify. <laughs> I mean, uh, that does not a testament to like those people that you always have. Right. But yeah, I mean, no, I mean, there's always that and customers too, that you just call in. You're like, Oh, you know, cause they don't call to say, Hey, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> well, so I was out training our new sales guy, Ty. He was a uh, shout out to Ty. You said you're going to start listening. So if you do 
This is your shout out. Welcome to the team. We're excited to have you and we know you're going to do great things. We were out doing some cold calls yesterday and he was like, oh, can we stop in the iHeartRadio station? And I'm like, yeah. And so he wanted to go in and well, I guess the door was like, well, he went upstairs. Well, upstairs is one of our customers. Um, and I'm not going to say which one just because, yeah. you know, but uh, he got some positive feedback and I was like, hey, like this will, ex- this will help your relationship with the ops team. If you'll go back and share that. And he's like, okay, that's a really good idea. I was like, yeah, because you need them to perform well and when you need a favor of like taking an account on this week instead of three weeks from now, which is what we normally try to do, you're going to be like, Hey, you remember that positive feedback I gave you? Like, <laughs> and they're going to like, Oh yeah, let's, let's, let's help him out. Yeah. So he, he got some positive feedback and gave it to them. But once again, he could have been worried. And I was worried when he's like, Oh yeah, upstairs was this customer. I'm thinking, Oh great. Like what? what? And he's like, yeah, there's, they said, we're doing a great job. And I'm like, whoo, thanks. Awesome. Oh, you, you hung out in the car and let him go in alone or I did. So we had done, we had done four or five together and he wanted to go do this one and was like, Hey, can I run in? I'm like, yeah, let's, let's go. Um, on the, the one after that one, he walked in on his own and got a walkthrough. So I was like, wow, he's, which I let him know was not the norm. Yeah, <laughs> we got a walkthrough and a hey, call us back on later this week because we do want one. Like we had two, I think we did ten, honestly, ten cold calls yesterday, and I think out of those we had two re- yeah. results. And I'm like, and so I'm, I'm giving him some feedback, and I was like, hey, just so you know, that's not the norm. Like, and you started laughing because we both know. And then he goes, I'm not sure <laughs> if you're joking or if you're serious. Yeah, he was having trouble receiving that feedback for <laughs> and sure. And we both lean in. We're like, we're very serious. That's very good results in a very quick time. Yeah. I was like, but you never know. The market could be prime for that. And because he was out doing the work, he was going to get the reward. Yeah. So prob- right now, in general, there's probably not a lot of door to door guys going out there and just saying, hey, you know, here's who I'm with. You know, Do you have a need for our service? Yeah. And, yeah, there was a time where everybody was doing that. Yeah, not so much anymore. Yeah. So you're right. So feedback is is hard to give and hard to receive. What? How do we how do we set ourselves up to receive feedback? Well, is it well first? Is it a like mindset. To, well, first, I'd like to address a common roadblock for people to genuinely hear feedback. And, and receive it in a good way as is objective. But you know, that first thing is we always judge ourselves on our intentions, but everybody else judges us on the results. Yeah. So they come to us and they're like, Hey, you said you were going to get this done. You didn't get it done. You're like, Oh yeah, but I tried really hard. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just had too much come up. Like they're judging off. Yeah. But you said you would get it done. And then we're like, well, yeah, but that wasn't my intention. I really did want to get it done. Yeah. And, and that, is like the first roadblock oftentimes to us receiving feedback is, well, I intended to do a good job. Yeah. I think, I think intentions are right. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where you can intend to do well. Like I talk to the girlfriend all the time and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. I was not intending to upset you here. Like, I wasn't, well, you did, but I, yeah, she's like, well, it doesn't matter if you intended to, you still hurt my feelings. And I'm like, yeah. you're right. And I'm wrong. And for that, I do apologize. You know, like you've got to, you've got to own that when you, you know, I was talking to the little one last night and I was like, Hey, I really need you to work on cleaning your room. Cause this weekend, when you go back to dad's house, 
I'm probably going to find my way in here with a black garbage bag and head down to the waterfront rescue mission. And she's like, what? And I'm like, she's like, but Bubba's room is, is messy. And I'm like, we don't hold others accountable to other standards. Like you were doing great when you first set your room up, like you were making your bed every morning. You were doing this. Like once again, the intention was to keep the room clean. And she's like, all right, I will commit to doing that. I'm like, all right, that's all I need. And we'll just help you follow up on that. But she was, it was once again, it was in a loving way. It wasn't. And, and that's for me is where I'm trying to learn is not being so yeah, aggressive in it is just being like, Hey, I just want to talk to you about something that's bothering me, not making it about them. Like, Hey, it's bothering me. It's not necessarily something you're doing wrong, but it's something that affects me. And when you like, Hey, can you try and help me out of this? All of a sudden they feel like it's not, Hey, I'm having to work on something on myself. It's, Hey, I'm working on something to help Jason. Yeah. And I think, we have to remember that too. A lot of times the people that are coming to give us the feedback, you can always tell if someone genuinely cares or not. Sometimes it's hard with a boss because they have to take hard, hard and fast lines with it. And so sometimes it's harder for employees to realize if a boss is being genuine and I really care about you or are they just being a a jerk, big J jerk. Right. And so sometimes I think, we have to remind ourselves, like, regardless of that person, what they have to say can help make us better. And I think that's, you know, to the heart of the question you were getting at there is how can we you know, prepare ourselves? One of those is it doesn't matter who's delivering it, like genuinely stop and think about, is there something in here that would make me better and, and more successful? Um, and if so, then it doesn't matter who's given the feedback. Like you can stop and go, all right, I don't agree with them. I think they're doing this out of malicious intent, but there is some truth in what they're saying and I can be better regardless. Yeah. And then also the hardest part, which we've talked about before listening to understand instead of listening to respond. Yeah. Right. Like, understand what the problem is, understand where they're trying to help you and not think of how can I respond? Once again, the missus, we were talking last night and she, I was like, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I was going to be funny and be like, Hey, like you need to brush your teeth or something, you know, something silly. Um, and she's like, oh, okay, good. I need to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, I hate feedback. You know, I'm just like, Oh God, what did I do? I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head, like, Oh gosh, I, I've messed up somewhere. I did something wrong. I wasn't supposed to do something and I did it. I'm trying to think, what is it before she even like, I was not in a understanding. I was in a respond or figure out how to get out of trouble. Right. And I was like, what am I doing? Just relax and hear the feedback. I was like, okay, what's up? Oh, I'm just messing with you. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Why would you do, you know how anxious I get when somebody's like, uh, we were at a football game in Nashville and she's like, Hey, we need to talk about something later. And I'm like, I, we'll just step to the side right now away from the group and talk about it. Cause <laughs> I will not enjoy anything until we talk about it. I just need to know right now. What did I do? <laughs> you know? So I'm one of those. I don't like waiting. I would rather get it right now and focus on fixing yeah. it. Right. And this drop, is it still dropping? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It totally is. I'm going to mute your mic. Right. And, uh, talk a little bit here while you, <laughs> Oh, it's loose up by the table Uh, while he's fixing his microphone malfunction. um, You know, another thing that I've found when receiving feedback, 
sometimes it hurts and, and it's because <laughs> there's some truth to it, right? We have underperformed or failed to perform or missed a deadline or, you know, whatever the case might be in our, our work performance. Um, and somebody sits down with you to say, Hey, you missed the target here. And I want to make sure you understand that it hurts. It's hard to go. Yeah. You know what? I did fail because nobody instinctively or, you know, naturally wants to be a failure. Like, I don't care what any of those you know, kids out there that are just like, I don't want to have life goals. I'm just going to fail at everything because then I'll never be disappointed. I don't care what they say. Like none of us naturally want to be a failure. So when we get feedback that we did screw up and we did fail, like we don't like it. And yeah. And I think as far as we always, once again, expect it to be negative. Sometimes it's positive, right? Like, you just did some annual reviews and I'm sure one of our people thought like, Oh, he's got nothing but good things to say about me. Cause I'm awesome. I do everything right away. And there may have been some like, Hey, you can slow down just a little bit. Everything doesn't have to be tomorrow or today. Yeah. Like it can be next week. And, and then there's another person where, you know, we might've had to been a little more, Hey, like you've got to fix this. This is a problem. This needs to be rectified. You know, Hey, we've seen your progress here, but you're still not doing this, yeah. you know? And so people always assume that feedback is going to be negative because, and they say it, you know, we talk about it with Google ratings. Like people are 10 times more likely to leave a negative review than they are positive, which is why people like you, myself, your wife exist where we try, if we have a really good experience yeah, to, to let people know. Or, yeah, yeah. Because everybody's so willing to leave a negative. Why not? Why not change that around and be willing to leave a positive? Absolutely. You know, and talking about that, you know, both sides of that, it, we're both this way. It's really tough for us to accept positive feedback. You know, we, we turn to, we tend to defer from that. Like, Oh no, it's not a big deal or whatever. It's hard to just say, you know what? Thank you. I did do a good job and I appreciate you recognizing that. Like, that's another, and that might be a very American thing. I'm not sure um, to, to accept. I, you know, I was listening to someone, and I, I want to say it was like Gary Vaynerchuk or one of those media moguls that are like just crushing YouTube, short TikToks, Facebook Reels, things like that right now. And he talked about like, you've got to be able to, it's like, we try to do it for humility. Like, Hey, we don't want it. But he's like, it's not like, that's just ridiculous. Like if you've done something really well, like just accept it. Like you don't have to be yeah, braggadocious, braggadocious yeah, just but, so, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, thank you. We've worked hard for that. Like, and I do, I've tried to change that earlier. Like, Oh no, it's not me. Uh, Matt still without fail. will push all <laughs> like, Oh no, I didn't, you know, but just, I mean, we went out of town and came back and there was some overtime that was out of budget. And I was like, well, see, obviously you, you do handle something, buddy. He's like, yeah, I guess so. Like, you know, it's hard. It's, we do try to push it away. And I always, I've always pushed a lot of that credit to our team, but now I've tried to say, Hey, thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. Like I say, we, because we as a team succeed, you know, Casey was giving me a hard time this morning about, you know, Oh, you did all this by yourself, huh? And I'm like, no, but, and because she was being a jerk, I decided to be a jerk back. I'm like, no, but I put the team together. I hired Olin. I hired Matt. I hired you. I hired, you know, I brought in Grace and, and, uh, Linda and I found Ty. Like if we want to go, you know, toe for toe, like, yeah, I am the Bill Belichick of, 
of the NFL. Like, Ooh, I don't know if you want to claim that, buddy. I mean, he's notoriously a hard butt. <laughs> <laughs> However, the first episode was explicit. This one will not be. <laughs> you know, he is notoriously hard and emotionless versus I'm a very emotional guy. But he does really put a team together pretty well. Um, you know, he's he's done well. Uh, Sean McVay over in the Rams has done a great job of of that. Um, so for for me, that's where I see it. Like I I couldn't tell you who Bill Belichick or Sean McVay were on the football field before they became a head coach. I'm the same way. Like you're you're right. I'm not the best financial person. I'm not the best director of operations. I'm not the best hiring manager. But by goodness, when you put me in front of the whole team, I'm going to elicit some emotion. I'm going to get some forceful attitude and they're going to push for our goal and we're going to hit it without fail. You know, yeah. our team has been more than willing to try and figure out how to stretch themselves as far as maybe one day, Iowa, you never know. Right. Like, I mean, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to figure this out so we can hit our goal. And I think if it was just a regular old, like, yeah, we have a goal to hit. Like, but no, they're like, no, this is Jason doesn't shut up about this. Olin doesn't stop talking about this now. Like we've got to figure out how to make this happen. Yeah. And like I said, you know, receiving feedback is tough, both negative and positive, because like you said, it's so many people out there, you know, we crave the um, accolades, if you will, of the good jobs, the attaboys. But then when we get them, oftentimes, you know, your top performers tend to no, 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 that's not a big deal. You know, anybody would have done it, blah, blah, blah. And that was a hard lesson for me to learn was it, it's more respectful to the person giving that feedback to just say, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Well, you know, we, we notoriously clean up at the awards banquets at, at office pride. And this year we came back with one award. Um, and so every year they're like, Oh man, how do you travel back with all that hardware? And I'm like, Oh, you know, whatever it's, you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> but like we got one award this year and I'm like, the heck this is not going to be acceptable. So now Casey's in charge of award management and you know, like before it was like, Oh, we just push off the thing. You know, well, thanks. We, yeah, we appreciate all the awards. Like we yeah. just took it for granted kind of walking up on stage four and five, six times in a night. And yeah, it's kind of embarrassing this year only walking across once. So it kind of lit a fire. Well, I don't know if you'd say embarrassing. Cause it was for me. I have, <laughs> you know me though. I have a high drive. Yeah. I mean, Grant, we did receive the the biggest trophy. I, I say the biggest. It was literally the biggest. Physically. It was definitely the heaviest, too. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but like, you know, franchise of the year still eludes us. And I'm like, yeah. Darn you, Chris Middleton. Yeah. Chris, congratulations on the three-peat, buddy. That was a heck, heck of a year for you guys. And we're, uh, we're coming for you. So love to win that again. But so feedback for us, once again, has just been it's been something we're learning to do better on both sides, receiving and giving, you know, don't wait and give it when you're ticked off, give it when, you know, you feel like you can do some good, receive it openly, listen to understand, not to respond. All those things go hand in hand when you're dealing with feedback. So I appreciate everyone that has listened to us. We would appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Right. Like, Reach out to us. Give us some show topic ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Share, Um, share a bourbon that we've had that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Get us. Yeah. Or get us some bourbon recommendations that we haven't done. Yeah. We've, uh, we've done a lot. Michter's small batch. Uh, what is this one? 
Arlen's Reserve. We've done this week was uh, Dickies. Um, it's not Dickies. Dickle. Dickle. What is Dickies? <laughs> Dickies is jeans, right? It's a barbecue. Please, Dickies, Dickies barbecue. barbecue. Dickies is also a jean, but right? Dickies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't those? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah don't we digress. Yeah, so reach out to us. Give us some feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Maybe we'll change it. Maybe we won't. We appreciate your time, your focus, your energy. We hope that you guys take this out into the world and share it. Old-fashioned, out. Out.